Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. everybody welcome to today's episode with my friend Ryan she is an expert at like simplified marriage and communication and she has so many good stories um we've known each other for a few months and um, I'm really excited to introduce you guys to her because one of the biggest benefits I've had from decluttering is having clarity in my marriage and like time and energy and space to give it. Um, but you know, it's not my expertise. I don't want to be a marriage expert, but Ryan is, <laughs> and she's amazing. And I'm so excited to introduce you to her and talk about this today. So thank you, Ryan, for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here too. Yay. Okay. So we were talking a little bit before we got on and we decided that we want to open the conversation with a pretty important topic, especially in 2021. And that is how do you, how do you open up the conversation in your marriage for shared responsibility in the home? And yeah, remember that story you posted in the group the other day about like the, the note that your husband left on the corkboard? Yes, I can tell that story. <laughs> can you tell that story just to like tell people <laughs> where you've been. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great story. Um, so I'll, I'll start with that actually. So um, we've been married for almost 14 years, but when we were probably somewhere around a year or two in, um, it was just the two of us still, we didn't have kids yet. We had very different schedules for work. He worked at night and I worked during the day. And I came home one day and he was already gone. And there was, um, uh, he had taken a lint roller and rolled a section of the carpet with it and then taken that piece off the lint roller and he tacked it to our bulletin board with a note that said, the carpet needs to be vacuumed. <laughs> Were you sure that I know. story? I was like, this better have a good ending because right now I want to light everything yeah <laughs> I feel like yeah I feel like everyone who's listening right now is probably like super super angry but um <laughs> I just remember feeling in that moment first the anger and then thinking wow he has no idea how this is going to go because I am not his mom <laughs> right <laughs> um and so you know fast forward to now he just the other day I was um I was just working at my desk and I usually don't go in our bedroom at all during the day. Um, and I went to get ready for bed that night and saw that he had cleaned the entire bathroom, floor to ceiling, top to bottom. It was, the whole thing was sparkly clean. Um, and he does stuff like that all the time now. And, um, it wasn't through, you know, me forcing or complaining, um, because, as we all know, even though sometimes we do that stuff repeatedly, it doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? So um, it's not like it took 14 years to get there. You know, he's been cleaning for a while now, but it just goes to show, you know, where we started and where we are now. Like those memes we see all the time, how it started, how it's going. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the way that we got there because I well I just realized that um the way that he grew up he we all do this the way that we grow up is how we assume that our relationship will go and if we grow up in different ways then um there could that can cause friction because when I was growing up my dad did a lot of the household chores and um, my mom had health issues so he did you know grocery shopping he did a lot of the cleaning he they both did the cooking. Um, and so that's what I saw growing up. Whereas, you know, when he grew up, they had a more traditional family life where his mom stayed home and did the household stuff and his dad went and worked. So I, I thankfully realized that that's all that it was, was just that he had this idea in his head of how it was going to be just based on his upbringing. And, um, so what I ended up telling him on that particular day when we saw each other again was that um, the vacuum is in the closet and you're just as capable as I am of going and getting it out. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't mean about it. I was just like, I'm letting you know, yeah. you can also do this. Um, and, and I remember he kind of was like, oh, you know, like it really, it really hadn't occurred to him. And so I just, I, I've always had this, um compassion around that because when you grow up seeing certain things it's not really your fault when you make assumptions based on your upbringing later on in life like you can you can learn and you can educate yourself um and i think we all do that as we get older but we were 24 25 so mm -hmm. um we were still kids basically so um but yeah it's i would say to if you're feeling frustrated that you are doing more than your fair share of the household slash parenting duties um it is a good idea to speak up but you need to watch how you speak up uh because if you are you know pressing your emotions down and um and then exploding it doesn't go very well but if you set intentions of how you want it to be before you even have the conversation, um, it'll go much better. And and just the compassion piece about recognizing that your partner or your spouse may not necessarily um, understand where you're coming from at first, especially if it's a dynamic you've had for a while. Yeah, so I have a question. Because, yeah. <laughs> because, the way that you handled that situation, I, I love the way that you teach because like you said, you like bring compassion to the table. And I think like my gut reaction is to be like, you went out of your way to like find a lint roller and like write this message to me when like that might like my reaction would be to like attack. <laughs> well, I think it was a good thing he wasn't home. He wasn't home when it happened. So I had a chance to be like, okay <laughs> um and i had i had a, like he was gone for the evening so i had several hours to you know i i allowed myself to be upset about it for it really didn't take me that long but just to be upset about it and then to recognize like okay he didn't do this to piss me off or hurt my feelings this is what he thought he was supposed to do to to get to a solution for the problem he saw 
because um, we have two dogs, we had two dogs at the time and they both shed like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, th- there's that you have to, um, I mean, definitely allow yourself to feel that emotion of, of getting upset there. I'm not saying don't do that. Cause if you're shoving stuff down, not gonna be you end up yeah it explodes in your face like it looks like trying to hold a beach ball underwater it just doesn't it doesn't work um it's not sustainable at least and so let it out but don't let it out on your spouse um because generally unless you've got some other issues going on whatever they're doing that's bothering you they're not doing it on purpose just to bother you um right. Sometimes people do, sometimes people get spiteful, but that's only after there are certain things that have been going on for so long that, and they're not being rectified because neither side is communicating in an effective or healthy way. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. Very practical way to approach it. (laughs) Still getting the point across. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a question too, and I'm going to give the listeners kind of a backstory, but um, hold on one second. So I'm going to give everybody a backstory once I clean up this baby's face. Well, okay, everybody, we made it. We had a toddler drama, but um, Ryan and I are in a mastermind together. And the very first step that we do in that mastermind is um, a course called Worthy, where we talk about like our roles, the societal expectation. A lot of the, the course is the societal expectation on women and how um, heavily skewed it's been and imbalanced it's been on the expectation of women and mothers to carry like all of this unpaid like burden, right? And workload um, with the expectation that that's just how it's supposed to be for us. And we just have to do it all by ourselves. And what I've found is that a lot of times, especially as mothers and wives, that trickles into our home life. And we end up, even if we have a career, even if we are the, the, air quote breadwinner we are also like carrying the bulk of the responsibility of the homework right and so I guess Ryan like what's I'm curious like how how you view that and how even if like for for moms who stay at home right and their work is inside of the home like how do you create that shared responsibility without feeling guilty about it right or without feeling like like you can't, you shouldn't be expecting your spouse to help you because you're the one that stays home all the time. Um, because I stay home all the time and I still expect help from my spouse without guilt. Now I used to have a whole lot of guilt around it and now I don't, but I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I've been on both sides of that too. I remember when our first daughter was born that because I was on maternity leave and he didn't have paternity leave that I, never asked him to get up with her in the middle of the night. I never asked him to help with her at all. And he just kind of got used to that. But then um, I went back to work (laughs) and um, that's another story. It was terrible and I ended up quitting my job and staying home for a while. But um, I realized even after staying home for a while that I like to work and so, it just, I started to see where, um, that, I'll, I'll give you an example. There was, and I, I, I hope I'm not like, um, my husband is amazing, but there are, are some things that we each have to teach each other, you know? And so on some of these stories, 
is not his it was not at his best um but through me just letting him know this is what i need from you um we you know we became stronger that way and he does the same for me when there's something that i'm doing that he would like for me to be better at supporting him in some way so as an example you know when you're trying to go somewhere as a family and um he, he would be basically standing at the door jingling his keys or saying i'll be out in the car while i'm running around trying to gather everything and everyone and um he would be saying are you ready yet or i'll be in the car um and that used to infuriate me <laughs> because i thought why what it what why am i doing all of this and and you're just gonna be in the car um and I realized that any reaction that I gave to that in anger just wasn't helpful and it made whatever outing we were going on um, not as fun. So what I started doing was just letting him know, I would rather you ask me, what do I need help with? than ask me if I'm ready to go because clearly I'm not ready to go. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go faster, if you wanna be able to leave sooner, ask me what you can do to help. Yeah. And so he started doing that. Um, and, and another thing is when you're teaching someone how to treat you, basically, mm-hmm. you will have to repeat yourself. But if you repeat yourself in frustration and anger, it doesn't go over well, um, which is something I also try to apply to my kids. I'm not always that great at it, but like we, my um, eight-year-old likes to eat those little baby bell cheeses at breakfast and every morning she leaves her trash from it sitting on the counter and so every morning I used to be like oh will you just throw your trash away and now I I caught myself and every morning I would just say honey will you please throw that trash make sure you get your trash in the trash can please you know and I just say it like I've never said it before and um, eventually she will do it on her own just like I had to repeat myself with him a few times about hey, you know what, if you were wanting to get out of here sooner, ask me what I need help with, and then we'll both be working on it and we can get out of here twice as fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a process that you have to stick with and you have to remember that it's a new habit that you're helping them form. And they're not gonna get it. Nobody gets the habit on the very first try. So you wanna be patient with them because if you're exasperated and you know frustrated with the progress that they're not making you're actually going to be moving yourselves backwards so that the next time you ask they're not going to want to help because they don't want to get yelled at and um so that's just an example but it kind of applies to anything that you're wanting help with where they're just expecting you to do it um you can start with small things to help them understand and you you can have a discussion about it i'm not i'm I'm all for having a discussion about it, but I would just have the discussion when you're in a place where you're completely calm and you've set the intention of working together to find a solution rather than exploding on them or coming at them in a way that you're going to let them know that you're not doing this anymore. (laughs) Exactly. I'm taking notes on this right now, but um, so I think the the reason that I love your approach so much is first of all it's super simple it's super simple but I love what you said too like you are you are communicating your expectations right and when you're in a marriage I think it's just assumed that like the expectations are known right or the boundaries are known 
or Mm -hmm. even to go back to what you you mentioned earlier to assume that you know what they learned about a marriage growing up right you don't know what I mean you might have an idea but I will say that until you're actually married to someone and and like deep in life with them you probably don't actually (laughs) know (laughs) yeah yeah totally I mean we grew up similar in a lot of ways but then very different in a lot of ways and I remember when we got married the only thing that we knew for sure based on how we each grew up was how we did not want to interact with each other so like we knew that we didn't want to scream and yell at each other and we knew that we didn't want to be constantly giving each other the cold shoulder Mm -hmm. um which meant that that we were going to need communication so um like we are not I know that there are people who get really passionate in their arguments and they yell and then they turn around and they're fine later. Um, but we have discussions. We don't, yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we, we never raise our voices and it's not, it's just, that's just not in us to do that, which is helpful for this type of work, but you can get there even if you're, you know, even if your initial knee jerk reaction is to just yell and scream, um, you can dial it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the thing that I love most about this is that and that I kind of want to like just say is that it normalized like communicating your expectations like it's totally I think we as women and as mothers and sometimes as wives have this like unspoken belief that it's not okay to communicate our boundaries and it's not okay to communicate our expectations especially if it means like telling somebody no or telling somebody to to like tone it down or like this isn't how I want to roll right and we Mm -hmm. just have like these un these unspoken deeply rooted beliefs like probably in ourselves but as a society as whole of like we just need to deal with it which is Mm -hmm. not okay like that's not healthy so I think just normalizing like you said like ask me what I need help with if you want to leave the house faster like that (laughs) Yeah, we um, we talk about something we talk about with our kids, our oldest, especially is what are your tactics are like if you want to get something or you want something to change and you're making demands or uh, being belligerent, you know, how's that working? Probably yeah. not good. Right. <laughs> and how do you feel afterwards? Like, do you feel like you were do you feel like you like advocated for yourself in a way that was productive like because I know that's for me like when I lose it I'm like well I know that that I did not get my point across right like I I scared them or maybe I you know intimidated them into action which doesn't feel good either right Um, but the other thing that I I hope people know too is like whatever like whatever your expectation in the home is shared responsibilities are not like that's okay it's okay to be clear on like your expectation right like especially I just kind of want to share like my example of when I was staying at home like I had this expectation put onto me from other people and society and parts of my family dynamics that I would stay at home and my husband would go to work and then when he came home he was off like I still did everything and looking back I'm like that was not like an expectation that was good for me it was, mm-hmm. it led to resentment. It led to me being burnt out. And my perspective on it is, and my expectation, like boundary is like, 
when he's at work, like he's focused on work. When I'm at home, I'm focused on working by myself. And at the end of the day, when we're both at home, we are both working in our home, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay to like be very clear and like firm on like, this is my expectation and that's fine, right? Like you don't have to feel bad Mm -hmm. about whatever your limits are. And if you don't have that limit, like if that doesn't exist for you and you're fine, like not having totally shared responsibilities regardless of what you do or don't do inside of the, or outside of the home, it's fine. But if you're not getting your needs met, it's also okay to like communicate that. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say communicate that with yourself first, get clarity on what do you actually want? Because the resentment that we harbor, it festers and it makes it so that we're so upset and we don't even actually realize sometimes what we want. We're so focused on, we know we don't want this, Mm -hmm. but we never really turn around and, and focus where, it's most helpful to focus, which is, okay, what do I actually want? Um, You know, like in the situation with getting the family ready to leave the house, it was kind of like, okay, what I want is some help. And so I started voicing that, but I wouldn't have been able, I wasn't able to voice that at first because I was so upset at what I wasn't getting. Um, And so it's important to spend some self-care time figuring out what it is that you actually want to have happen and the other thing that i would say is important is baby steps you know if you're doing the majority of the household work it's not going to be super effective if you come to your spouse and you say all right we're splitting it down the middle now yeah because they're going to be like what (laughs) (laughs) and it's not that it's like Of course, it's not fair, you know, if you've been doing all the work and they haven't been helping. But if you if your intention is to get help from them, you don't want to dump it all on them at the same time, because you wouldn't want someone to do that to you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it were a work situation or, you know, you wouldn't want to suddenly have an extra kid out of nowhere to take care of when you didn't have your nine month gestation period. And I'm not saying you should allow it to take nine months for them to get used to helping, but you know, just start asking for one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And after a while, it may start to take care of itself. Because what happens with us now is, um, I've heard people suggest, you know, make a list and you do these things and I do these things. And we never deviate from that. And that didn't work for us. Um, I felt like that can bring up some some spite because it's like, oh, well, I see this needs to be done, but that's not my job. So I'm not going to touch it. Whereas, I mean, if that works for you, that's totally fine if everybody keeps up with their stuff. But what works best for us is when we see a need, we take care of it. Mm-hmm. And we're not perfect at it. Sometimes we're tired. Um, but and, and also things shift and they change. So there was a while where he was getting the girls up for school while I was walking the dog. And now um, I get them up after I come in from walking the dog and he does like all the cleaning in the morning and he makes me breakfast. And um, he, I usually clean the kitchen at night and load and run the dishwasher. And then he will come in in the morning and empty it. I hate emptying the dishwasher. I don't, I don't know why I, I load it all day. That's totally fine. I hate unloading it. And so, um, 
sometimes I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but sometimes you don't have to actually, you don't have to talk about every little piece, mm-hmm. you know, if is once it, once it kind of gets going and especially if you know in here what you want and you focus there, stuff starts to move in that direction for you without you even doing anything mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that sometimes when you, when you do get to kind of like to your breaking point of that, and then you're like, we're just, like you said, we're going to split it down the middle. We're going to have our list. We're just going to be this way or whatever. It it almost flips too far in the other direction and ends up like a game of keeping score. And then that defeats the point too, right? Like the point is to figure out how to live together and exist together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The point is who isn't, who does more or like, I have more check boxes on my chore chart than you do today. Like that's right. not, let the kids do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause they will. Oh my gosh. The kids. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we wanted to talk to you about like one of the things that Ryan helps, you know, couples with, um, she actually focuses like mostly on supporting the, the women, right. Mm-hmm. The bride, the mindful bride, which I love. Um, but like feeling connected and being seen by your spouse, which for me to be, I'm, I'm glad that we started like the conversation with the shared responsibility, because for me, like feeling connected to my spouse and feeling like being seen happens when I communicate these things, when I'm like, mm-hmm. Listen, like, it's not that it's not that deep. Right. I think sometimes too, like we think it has to be like that deep. I'm like, it's really not that deep. Like this really doesn't have much to do with your childhood wounds or anything. I just need help. Like I'm just yeah. exhausted. <laughs> and when I yeah. say that, because here's the thing too, I think most people are good and most marriages are good, right? And they want, and most people want to be a good partner, but if they don't know what you need, they can't do that. And so just like mm-hmm. communicating that will make you feel seen and like connected, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just like you want, you, you want to feel seen and heard. So you get angry that you're not feeling seen and heard. So you do things that are to get attention. Um, you know, sometimes it can be like a passive aggressive thing where if you're not getting what you want, that's when the spike comes in is when you're, when you're not getting what you want and you're not communicating what you want, but you're hoping that they'll pick up on your signals of slamming cabinet doors or, you know, leaving something in their way on purpose, you know, and, and that stuff, First of all, they're not going to even notice. No, they're not. And if they if they do notice, they're just thinking, what's wrong with you? You know, they're not thinking, oh, gosh, what did I do? How can I fix this? You know, that stuff doesn't work. Um, but it's so ingrained in it's it's like what we saw when we were growing up and we just gravitate towards that for some reason. But really, if you just like you said, you can communicate. Um, but if you start with, again, allowing yourself to see and hear yourself, mm-hmm. because if you're focusing on what you're not getting, you're just going to keep not getting what you want. You have to shift your focus to, okay, what do I actually want? And what can I do over here from my side to get it? Um, I buy myself flowers sometimes because why not? I don't have to wait for him to do it. And then sometimes he does it and that's amazing. And I love that. But 
we have to give it, we have to give that stuff to ourselves first, whatever we're wanting from them, we have to, we have to give it to ourselves first. And that can be really difficult for some people. Um, the self-care piece, because there's, especially as moms, we're so used to giving, 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 and we kind of secretly want someone to recognize what we're doing and do something nice for us without us asking. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we want it to be like the movies where magical things just happen when we haven't voiced what we need. Right. (laughs) And, um, that doesn't, even if it, even if you do get that once in a while, it's not something that you're going to get all the time. And if you got it all the time, you would take it for granted. Like that's just how we are. Mm -hmm. So, um, it all just kind of keeps circling back around to making sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're actually allowing yourself to want what you want and acknowledge those desires, no matter what they are. And then once you've gotten comfortable with the fact that you know what you want, you can voice it so much more easily to your partner, if it even needs to be voiced. Um, I this is probably because we've been married for, you know, almost 14 years now, but there are times where I will just think about something that I would really love for him to do, but I really don't have any attachment to it. It's like, Oh, it would be great if he did this thing and then he'll do it. And I never said a word to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we have like a, and I think every married couple has that on some level, you know, you have this connection that's stronger than, than you have with any other people. Um, Like there was one day where, I was not feeling well at all and I couldn't go out to wherever we were all supposed to go out together. So they went out without me because I told them that was fine. I mean, I was bummed that I couldn't go, um, but they were getting takeout from this bakery down the street that we all love. And so as I'm laying on the couch, like feeling sorry for myself, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be so amazing if before they went off to the park, he brought me my food from, (laughs) because we had already ordered it. And then I was like, oh, I just can't go. And I was thinking, okay, they'll go and they'll bring me my cold bakery stuff after I'll just reheat it. But I just thought that would be so nice if he just brought it to me before they went out. Um, Cause it's right down the street, but I didn't say anything. Cause I was like, you know, he's already kind of disappointed that I'm not coming. And now he's the one that's got to do all the getting ready by himself to walk out the door. And then I fell asleep and I woke up to him walking in the door with all the food and getting my food out for me. And he put it on a plate and then he brought it to me and then they went to the park. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I think sometimes it does happen that way. And Mm -hmm. it's also right. Like you can't rely on that. That's like giving all of your, all of your power, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you have no control over it. Um, Yeah. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to say, is that this requires you to actually be honest with yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you have have to be honest about what you actually want, because I think a lot of times we get so caught up in like the expectations, right. Or how it's always been, right. If you've been married for a long time, you're like, this is just how it's always been. It's always going to be this way. It's really hard to be honest and be like, I don't like this. Right. Or I don't want this, or I'm not okay with this. And you have to be honest with yourself. And that's the hardest thing to do. Because we can even talk ourselves in circles in our minds, right? If you're like me, I'm like, I can convince myself that things are fine. Yeah. They're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be really honest with yourself. And the other thing that you and I talked about before we got on um, that I kind of want to touch on is <clears throat> we can get so angry 
right? Like I think a lot of times, especially when it comes to like shared responsibilities or feeling um, uh, like taken for granted in our marriage, right? Feeling unseen, feeling like disconnected in our marriage. Like we feel really bad about it and it can lead to anger. And I think especially in 2021, we're seeing kind of like the beginnings again of a revolution and like the way that women and mothers operate in society, but it can go too far in the other direction where we're like angry and we're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be the only one who helps in the house. Right. Yeah. Anger is like jet fuel. Like don't be afraid of your anger, but also don't stay in your anger. So Mm -hmm. like, how do you, for the, the spouses who are like upset and like feeling taken for granted and are now angry, like what do they do? Like, how do they channel that? Yeah. So that, that's something that I noticed is that, um, you know, we have these old societal norms that say you stay home, you do all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the childcare. Um, and if you want to go get a job, that's great, but you still have to do all that other stuff. And, um, and then now what's happening is that anger that you're talking about where it's like, no, I don't have to do all that. I shouldn't have to do all this by myself. And by the way, I'm now making more money than my spouse anyway. And excuse me. Um, so there's, and so now there's another almost, almost societal norm telling you how angry you should be about it. Right. But then you got to do something after that. You got to, you got to get, you don't want to stay in that angry place. I mean, that's the kind of thing that can lead to divorce. I think is when, when women realize what they've been doing, what they no longer have to do. And then they throw a fit and they get super angry with their spouse or their partner and their partner or spouse is completely blindsided. Mm Yeah. And um, that is just, it, it's kind of sort of like a natural sequence. Um, but once you get to that place where you're, you're super angry, you can use that anger to motivate yourself to move out of the anger and into like, okay, now what? What do I want in this situation? Do I, like, do I want the household duties to be shared? Do we want to outsource the household duties? You know, um, that's something that can, you know, if you're in a position to be able to do that is a great help. Um, so it, again, you have to know what it is that you're wanting because being angry is a great place to start where you recognize, okay, I don't want this, but if you don't flip it around and look at what it is that you do want, you're never going to get out of that anger. And you're going to be projecting it onto your spouse, which really isn't fair to them because it's not their fault specifically that the societal norm is that women do everything, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and it's hard for, I feel like it's hard for a guy who's grown up in the society right along with us to step out and be like, you know what, I think I should help more, or I think I should do this. Like, it's, it's not, it's, I I don't want to give like let them off the hook, but I just feel like if you're taught as a female all your life, here's all the things that you're supposed to do. And then you're taught as a guy your whole life, here's all the things you're supposed to do. It takes awareness on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, 
some people can view it as a burden to have to be the one to step in and, and say, you know what, things need to change. Um, but I view it as something that's super empowering. You get to decide, do I want to keep doing what we've been doing? Do I want things to stay the same or do I want things to change? Because on the other side, you know, your spouse is probably just used to the way things are and probably thinks that you're okay with it too. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, and you're not voicing it and you're not, you know, deciding what it is that you want instead they're just kind of oblivious and they can't read your mind even if there's even if there's all kinds of signs in front of them right there it's and we're the same way you know people who do when you do passive aggressive things to try to get attention it doesn't it doesn't work mm -mm. or if it does get their attention it gets their attention in a way that you don't actually want right you know it's annoying <laughs> yeah it's not productive. Yeah, not productive at all. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I hope that if anybody listening gets anything out of this, it's that even if like you've been existing in a marriage in a way where it's it feels one-sided or you feel like you're not seen or you feel like you're the one like doing all of the work, you have a choice and it can be undone. Like it can be, it can be turned around. And the, mm -hmm. I love your story of your, your corkboard thing, because when I saw it <laughs> for the first time, I was like, I literally was like, oh, like, I can't believe she's still married. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's, and I, that's actually, uh, kind of why I posted that because I kind of wanted people to have that, like, oh my God, reaction, like how in the heck have you still been together for this long when that was something that happened at the very beginning and I guess I maybe in some way was always meant to do this work because even back then I was just like okay I get it this is what he's doing because he thinks that I'm going to step into the role that his mom had because that's all he ever saw you know and but what I saw was different and so I'm gonna let him know yeah <laughs> that's not how this is gonna work um, so yeah, and, and the bathroom thing too, it was, it was extra special to me because I remember, um, we were moving out of our first apartment and we were moving from Kentucky to Florida. And I said, where are you like, you know, packing, cleaning. And I said, Hey, will you, um, clean the toilet? And his eyes got so big <laughs> and he was like, but, but, but I, I've never cleaned a toilet before. And I was like, well, you're going to start. And I handed him the toilet brush and I put kind of pushed him towards the bathroom. And it was like, a, like a joke kind of thing, but it was, so it was, it was, we were doing it in a fun way, you know, but that that's kind of what it takes um, on some level to get more of what you want. Cause we have this idea, this societal norm of like, get upset and um, yell at people to get your way. And, you know, it, it might work in the short term, like what you were saying with your kids, where you might like intimidate them to do something, mm -hmm. but they're not going to want to keep doing that if they're going to be treated that way. Um, there's a quote from a book, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's like, um, he who is convinced against his will is of the same opinion still, I think is what it is, where yeah, nothing you changed. might... Yeah, you, you might get them to do something in the moment, but they're gonna they're not they're not changed in their mind of how they're gonna view the situation. So, um, 
it's really important that I think the anger is important to bring up the awareness, but then you have to definitely move yourself out of that somehow. And, you know, self-care is a huge, huge part of that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. This is super good. Um, okay. So if you love this conversation with Brian, she talks about this all the time. This is what she's great at. This is how she supports, um, mothers. Well, not just mothers, but because you guys that's motherhood simplified the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is how she's supporting us mothers right now. Um, and if you want to learn more from her, she has a free workshop. Can you tell them the name of this, like what exactly it is? And I can put the link for them in the, in the description of this podcast, or if you're watching it anywhere else, I will get you the link so that you can join this workshop and get to know Ryan more and just keep learning from her. Yeah, so the uh, the workshop is next Thursday, I believe that's the 18th, um, at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and it's going to be all about connection, um, because so many couples are sharing right now that they feel like they have lost the connection or they want more of a connection, which feels extra frustrating to people because you're a lot of people are stuck at home together. So they're feeling like, why are we having such a, tr a hard time with connection when we're in the same place together 24 seven? Mm -hmm. And um, so we're gonna be talking about how to get that connection back. Um, whether you're stuck at home together or not, there's these, these things apply either way. And um, it's just gonna be a, a great time to again figure out what it is that you want like what does connection even mean to you is something that you want to make sure that you're aware of you know I talk a lot about the five love languages but that's not the only part of it so um, that's uh, you can go to a mindfulbride.co slash the workshop experience and you can sign up there it's totally free and um, yeah, I would love to have anybody that wants to um, learn a little bit more about how they can have a better connection, especially with everything that's going on right now. Yes. Okay. I love it. And for everybody who's listening after the date, just go to a mindfulbride.co and you will find all of her information about what she's what she's doing currently because I know sometimes on the podcast people listen like two years later so oh right yeah so the the date <laughs> is the 18th yeah so okay. and yeah they can yes they can go to um a mindful practice and find out you know the latest on uh, connection and everything else that has to do with having an amazing marriage yes yeah because she's always she's always doing it and she's so good at it like you have just such a like sound solid like approach to communication which I love thank you Especially like me who's like I will just breathe fire <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's natural for a lot of people I just I just happen to I don't know I, I don't know I just this is something that I love 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 to do and um it just feels like the, the right like I'm right where I'm supposed to be and helping people and um I'm very calm. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, everybody go find her and learn more from her. You will love everything that you get. It will help you so much. And thank you, Ryan, for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. Okay.
Bye, everybody. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.